Hello and welcome to Rad Mom Radio, a podcast dedicated to moms and all their favorite topics. My name's Natalie and I'm your host. Welcome back to Rad Mom Radio. I'm happy to have you here with me today. Today, I'm going to be talking about my son, Riley. In my intro episode, I mentioned that Riley is autistic. He was diagnosed with autism when he was just about four years old. And I'm calling this episode Radical Riley because when Riley was in kindergarten, his teacher had him give himself a nickname. And the nickname was supposed to start with the first letter of his name. So he chose Radical Riley. It was super cute, and he's super cute, and I love talking about him. Specifically, I wanted to talk about his autism diagnosis. It was quite a journey to get him diagnosed. It just took so long, and it was really stressful. And now that I do know a lot of parents who have autistic kids, I've come to find that it's not unusual at all for the process to take a really long time or for it to be difficult or to come up against resistance. So when Riley was really young... Well, he's young now, but when he was super young, we didn't really notice anything as far as like signs of autism until he was a few months over three. At the age of two, Riley wasn't talking a whole lot, but what kind of threw off myself and his dad is that he was reading by the age of two. And we didn't know this at the time, but when children teach themselves how to read really young, I believe it's under five, it's called hyperlexia. And a lot of kids who have hyperlexia are also autistic. There's a correlation there between those two diagnoses. We didn't know that at the time. We just thought that he was really gifted with reading and just a little bit behind in speech. Because you know how that happens. Like sometimes people will be really gifted in one area and maybe a little bit behind on another area. So we didn't really think a whole lot of it until we really started to notice after he turned three that he wasn't really responding socially You know, he would be around people and it looked like he was ignoring them. But I think it was more so that he was just in his own world and wasn't really noticing people. And then the not speaking really started to stand out around that time. So what we did was I went ahead and scheduled an appointment with his pediatrician at the time. We've since changed. And we went in to see her and I expressed to her my concerns. I let her know that, you know, he's not really speaking a lot. I'm concerned that he might be autistic. And she didn't really give me a whole lot of insight at the time. And I think the reason for that was that it just wasn't her area of specialty. And she didn't want to give me answers if she didn't feel like she knew what the answer was. So she referred us out or tried to refer us out for a speech evaluation. I would get phone calls from speech providers and they would tell me like what they do and what the cost is. And then they would tell me they're not covered by our insurance. And so at the time, seeing someone out of pocket wasn't really feasible for us. So I, it kind of developed into this going back and forth between the pediatrician's office, trying to get them to give me a referral to someone who's insured. 
And then for some reason, I started having this issue where like they wouldn't call me back. I kept calling the referral department. I would leave messages. They wouldn't call me. So basically what I did was I just went ahead and requested an evaluation through our local school district. And the way that that worked was that I had to put a request in writing for an autism evaluation. And then we were put on a five-month wait list. And so that time in between waiting was pretty rough. Altogether, it took like seven months from when I initiated the pediatrician appointment to when he finally got evaluated. That was like seven months of time waiting to get a diagnosis, waiting to get insight, um, advice, input, direction. So that was pretty hard. I know for me, like I experienced a lot of anxiety. I was super stressed out. I was having a hard time sleeping. I was crying a lot just because I was so afraid and I was so worried about like, what's this going to look like for his future? I would lay awake at night and I would start to think like, is he ever going to get invited to a birthday party again? Are people going to be mean to him? Is he going to be vulnerable? Is he going to be bullied? And so when he finally got evaluated, I already knew by that point that he was autistic. I just, it was nice to have the information. And what was interesting is that like it took seven months to get an evaluation, but as soon as he got evaluated, he was diagnosed through the school. Everything picked up really quick. Like within a month after his evaluation, he had an IEP team. If you're not familiar with IEPs, it's Individualized Education Plan. Typically, like, special education children have an IEP. I think they probably all do. I'm not sure. But, you know, he was placed at a school. Like, it just happened really fast. So it was kind of a pretty big adjustment to having all of these questions in my mind. And I still had questions and I still have questions now four years later, but it was just a really quick transition. It's pretty overwhelming that startup in the beginning of getting your child evaluated, trying to figure out what therapies you might want to take them to, like speech, occupational therapy, etc., And then all of a sudden, like I went from being home with Riley all day, every day to him being in school five and a half hours a day, five days a week. So it was just a lot. And I think it took me a long time to kind of acclimate to, you know, having a child with an autism diagnosis. Not that he's changed, but everything else felt like it changed. My idea of what I thought school was going to look like for him changed. And I know for me, what was the most crucial in helping myself through all of this was finding a community of parents, specifically moms who understood what I was going through. Something that's really interesting that I've experienced is I could walk up to a table filled with moms of autistic kids and they could all be strangers and I could sit down and immediately make a table full of friends. It's it's really interesting. I've never experienced anything like that before. It's just you understand each other immediately. All the other things don't really matter. It's like, I get you. I understand. I have your back. You can do this. And so that's probably one of the things that helped me the most. I feel like things are way different now than they were when Riley was first diagnosed as far as how I handle it as a mom. I think in the beginning, all of those fears 
all of those unknowns were just so big because it was so new. And I think my brain just went to the worst possible scenario, like, oh, he's going to get bullied at school. I think what makes having an autistic child difficult is not your autistic child. It's the way that the world is set up. I think it becomes obvious pretty quickly that the world isn't really tailored to autistic people. There are a lot of things that would be super easy to implement that would make life easier for autistic people, but those things don't typically exist unless people specifically ask and sometimes campaign for. And so that's really what makes it difficult. Parents of autistic children sometimes get a lot of criticism for, you know, wanting their kids to be, quote, normal, but that's not what I see. What I see is parents who love their children the way that they are, but get frustrated because everything feels like a battle sometimes. You know, the school district can feel like a battle. Taking your kid to church can feel like a battle. You know, just like taking your kid to a park can be a nightmare. And it's not because of your kid. It's because the world still doesn't really understand autism. And I think a lot of times because of the nature of autism, because it's one of those diagnoses where it's not obvious always that a person's autistic. Autistic people are sometimes really treated unfairly because people just assume that they're acting a certain way on purpose instead of just they're autistic. So I feel personally like we still need a lot of education about autism. I know that the autism community is really trying to push for autism acceptance and navigating away from autism awareness. And I totally get that. Like, obviously, that's where we should be is autism acceptance. There's so many people that are very ignorant about autism, and it would be awesome if that just continues to change. It does seem like it's changing, but the more it changes, the better, obviously. And something that I have mentioned in my intro episode was that I lead a support group for moms of autistic kids. And one of the things that's really important to me is helping moms in the beginning, giving them as much encouragement as possible, as much validation as possible, and as much grace as possible. Because that beginning part is just so scary. Like if you took the autism out of it and you just imagine being a mom and having this big unknown about your child, I think all of us can imagine how stressful that is. And I think it's really important to come alongside moms in that situation and just be there for them, be encouraging, be supportive, because it is really overwhelming at first. So my advice to you, if you're listening to this and you are seeing signs in your child of autism and you're freaking out and you're worried and you feel like nobody understands what you're feeling, what I would highly, highly suggest is finding a support group, finding a community of moms or dads, or even just one parent of an autistic child, somebody that you can talk to who's going to understand those feelings that you're having. In my group all the time, like there are moms that post about like they just got their kid evaluated and they got the official diagnosis and they don't know why they feel the way that they do. Trust me, it's normal. 
quote normal, whatever the heck normal is, it's okay. How you feel, is, it totally makes sense. So find that support group, find that one person that's going to understand what you're going through and be open with them and talk to them about how you're feeling. And I promise you that's going to help so much. Other than that, just trust that your child is going to grow and develop. They're going to learn so many things. It's going to, right now, you might think that they might never learn something, and you're going to see that they probably will. They're probably going to pick it up, and it's going to be an amazing moment for you because you're going to understand what it took to get there. I think that's another thing is like parents of autistic kids, like we celebrate all of the little milestones because we know what a big deal it is. So that's my story about Riley and his autism diagnosis. He is the coolest person I know. He's amazing. And as much as I do worry about the future, I try to just trust that he's going to continue to grow and learn and he's going to continue being awesome. And I just remember that I have friends who understand my fears and my worries and my concerns. And yeah, that's basically where I'm at. You know, 10 years from now, I might be in a different place. We'll see. But that's where I'm at with it right now. So that's all I have for today. I appreciate you so much for listening. If you want to get in contact with me, you can email me, radmomradio at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at radmomradio. If you'd like to do an episode with me, send me an email. Let me know what you would like to talk about, and we'll see if that works. And I will talk to you next time. Bye.